to this episode of Healing Through Talks. Today we're going to dive into a pretty interesting conversation about communication versus comprehension. This derived from several conversations that uh, men and women have with each other and just people saying, you know, y'all don't listen. What are y'all you like? I tell you over and over again, you don't comprehend what I'm saying. You're not understanding, you know, oftentimes you get in a, regardless of what the conversation is, you get in a conversation. Next thing you know, someone starts uh, getting angry because they feel like their voice hasn't been heard. The other person can't understand comprehension, relationships broken, families unmended, all because of simple thing of communication and comprehension and what the difference is. Just because people are talking doesn't mean the other person is comprehending exactly what they're saying. And so to me, when I think of this conversation, I think of like, when you're, when I'm in my personal emotions, I can't comprehend. So it's almost to the point of, should we even still talk right now? Because I'm not able to comprehend what you're saying when my emotion hits a certain threshold. So my question to the callers, it looks like we have eight people on right now. What do y'all think about communication and comprehension? Do you think that they're that you're able to communicate properly to the opposite sex? Or what do you feel like you can do to make it so that you can communicate properly? Well, I think this is Omari speaking. Well, I think um, everybody communicate and comprehend things differently and so with that being said um i feel like coming from a background like you know your your childhood is everything and i feel like a lot of people didn't have that open dialogue you know when they were growing up and so that could play a huge factor you know going into adulthood when um, communicating with communication Anybody else have anything that they want to input in? Yeah, I, I'll dive in. So, um, so I think uh, for one, um, I think we have to start by like when someone says you don't listen, right? Like, what are they really saying? Because a lot of the times, what they're really saying is you don't do what I say, and I think that's that's a that's a big aspect of communication as far as some, when someone feels like their message is being delivered, a lot of the times it's based on whether or not the person is doing what you think they will be doing, what you think they should be doing. Um, so it's almost kind of like a command. Um, but I think, you know, my personal experience, a lot of communication barriers stem from people assuming they're being attacked and you know sometimes if we in the heat of a conversation like you know the 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 tone is a little different so it comes off as an attack but sometimes just just the idea of being ridiculed or criticized in itself 
um, makes people defensive. And, you know, we, we, we experience it, we feel it, we see it all the time. It's like we might see someone deliver a message and we're like, yo, that was kind of true. But, you know, the, the Internet probably goes wild because of, of, of the feeling of being attacked. Like the message get lost, it's lost. If if you feel once you feel attacked, what you're saying is kind of like disregarded and pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. So, do you? Where do you think where that stems from? Like being um, people being attacked. I mean, honestly, I feel like it all comes to down to the culture. We, we're kind of we have this. We have this. Um, we have this thing about this disposition about us to where we feel like we're above reproof. So when someone dares to challenge that, it's it, it's not seen as constructive criticism. It's just not like we don't know how to make a differentiation between constructive criticism and and ridicule or just. You know, like someone just kind of downing you. So, if when it comes to like a relationship, if I'm like, "Hey, babe, like, you know, I, I really need you to stop doing this. Like, this is what I need from you. Like, it, 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 I'm just telling you what I need, but to you, it sounds like I'm attacking you because that's just the way we 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 kind of that's just the way we we think." And, you know, and, and of course, there are exceptions. It doesn't apply to everybody, but, you know, a lot of people feel like, like, how dare you challenge me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can't, and that's what it is. It, it's not seen as, you know, this is my partner and their word has a, as much significance as mine. It doesn't really... It should be interpreted like that, but it's not really interpreted like that all the time. It's automatically interpreted, you know, I'm upset. You need to hear that I'm upset and what what your concerns are can wait. But right now I'm upset, so I don't want you telling me what I do wrong because, you know, now I feel attacked. So I think that the biggest barrier is getting over, trying to figure out, how to emphasize that, yo, I'm not attacking you right now and trying to help the person make the differentiation because I think instinctively we, we, we struggle with making that differentiation. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying about when a woman mostly is in her emotion, it might not be that the timing is very important. I'm not making excuses, but I'm just saying that if you do want to have a hard conversation or a conversation that may rile up emotions, um, you might want to wait till those emotions are able to go down to a leaving a even ground because it doesn't make no sense for both people trying to have a conversation. And when someone has to say I'm, you're not being attacked, it's like you are being attacked. Like, why do you have to say you're not being attacked? It's like the same time you're attacking. And then we would have to go down and define, like, what does attack mean? Like, someone just being honest and telling their truth? Is that attacking you? Well, I don't know if you can't handle the truth. Um, I've gotten situations where someone says, I'm just telling 
you the truth. And I'm like, okay, well, that's your truth, (laughs) not my truth. So it's not the truth, you know, but it can happen like that. So it's just about, is the person able to really comprehend the message that is being said? And if they trust the messenger, that's to me when the comprehension happens. If you feel that someone's coming at you, perhaps in like good faith, then you may be like, oh, okay. That's why oftentimes like you can hear it from someone else and someone else told you the exact same thing, but then someone else told you and you were able to listen versus someone that you know. I don't know. That's happened to me all the time. Like, or that happens all the time is like, you can hear something. And then when someone else says it, it's like, oh yeah, that is true. So this is like, so what I think what you just said, uh, part that you brought up was that that's your truth. This is my truth. And there's the truth. The issue is that create what you just said creates misunderstanding because you go into the event asking what my truth is. And then I give you my truth. Then you have issues with it because you can go, that's your truth. That's not my own, but right. That's why you ask me. So that's why we come to an understanding or a compromise on our truths. So it could move this relationship or move this argument and, you know, whatever it may be forward. And we're both stuck in our camps. That's not going to change anything. So why are we having this conversation to begin with? Why are you asking me what my viewpoint is just for you to say, I don't care. So we have to understand that when you ask for someone's viewpoint or way of or the way they think you must take that into account if you do not then you shouldn't even ask it in the first place because like the previous gentleman said then you're giving a command you want to be controlling because it's your world and that's it if that's how you want to operate then continue to operate like that but you must have an understanding to see them from his point of view and their truth is also the truth there's not one truth it's also one of many truths, and it needs to be taken accounted for. Word. That, that's like, it, it's, it's, and I think you hit a, hit a real big point. Um, <clears throat> it's almost like, like some people ask you questions, like they're not really trying to see the answers to your question but they're like creating a segue for them to speak to the point. Like if I say, you know, like if, if someone's asking, um, Hey, um, like, why did you do that? You know what I mean? And then you explain why you did it. And they, prior to them asking you that they already had an interpretation of why they think you did it. They, they already, you know, that's what we do. We, we think they must have did it because of this. But then in the midst of the conversation, which is the time for you to really find the true reason, you ask the person why they did it. Then they tell you, but then you completely ignore what they say and you hold on to what your assumption was prior to the conversation anyway. So if, 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 if I did something to piss you off, and we can't talk about it till later, let's say two hours later. For two hours, you have this assumption of what actually happened. Now, once we finally come to this conversation, this is time to, 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 to 
add additional facts, and that way you reevaluate what you thought happened. But a lot of times there is no reevaluation. I'm bringing additional, additional, uh, additional facts to the scenario, and it's almost like, like you didn't even care what I really had to say. You asked just to like initiate the conversation but you weren't really sincerely being inquisitive it's like you know why did you do that and i'm like well i did it because of x y and z it's almost like that's ignored because you already had a a preconceived notion that i did it because of a b and c even though in this conversation i'm telling you i did it because of this so the only way around that is to really be in, in it it speaks to a point um, that you, you, like you said before, like how uh, um, sometimes you could, you could, someone can say something to you, like let's say your partner says it to you, and for some reason it doesn't penetrate, but then your friend says it to you, and then now all of a sudden you, you have an understanding, like you can hear it, mm-hmm. and that's happened to me before. Like I hate, I hate that because I feel like. Like, if, if you chose me, why would you choose me if, you know, my word didn't hold any weight? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. exactly. you, you listen to your friend that's telling you the same thing before you listen to me. Now, it's, it's one thing if, like, we just met or something and you don't really know me like that. But if we got years in and we're going through the motions of really being serious, like... Why doesn't my word hold a certain type of weight? You know what I'm saying? Off the rip. Like, the assumption should be, I should always get the benefit of the doubt until shown otherwise. Mm -hmm. And then if you feel like I don't deserve the benefit of the doubt, we shouldn't even be doing it. Like, either way, why are we doing this if you don't even trust my word? And I feel like some people go into situations with already deciding not to trust the other person you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying but they try to make like the other person did something when in reality you didn't trust them when you when you first met them you've been dealing with them for two years you still don't trust them now you're five years in and for some reason you're still not you know what he says what he or she says you're still not trusting them so my thing is, if 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 you and this this I understand, some people not are not to be trusted. But with that being said, you gotta come to the conclusion, like, all right, I don't trust you like that, so I'm not gonna be in this emotionally vulnerable space with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can't say, all right, yeah, I'm gonna be emotionally vulnerable with you, but I don't trust you. Like, why would you do that? That doesn't make so sense. Do you feel like? Do you feel like the opposite sex? Does that play like a huge role in like when it comes to communication and you know relationships? What you what you mean? I mean for me it's always the opposite. So like, so like for like for like example for for example like um you know some men have their their point of views. You know sometimes a lot of men don't like to express their emotions, whereas women they they do express their emotions. And you know, do you feel like that that could play a huge part? you know, in that miscommunication as well? Um, I think, and, and that's a good question, well, one thing I, I kind of learned myself is 
sometimes for a man, right, it, it's not even about expressing your emotion. You know, we're using that word emotions because you express feeling. Yeah, like you, if you yeah. express a concern, like like mm-hmm. yo, if I say yo, don't don't raise your voice like that to me, right? That's not me talking about my feelings, right? That's just mm-hmm. me saying I don't. It's something that's happening that I don't like. Whatever it is, in this example, it's about you raising your voice, or or maybe not raising your voice, maybe cursing. Because I'm big on like cursing, right? Raising voice, like you kind of kind of let it slide yeah. in the heat of the moment. But like cursing, like now you're going too far. So if I'm like, yo, don't curse. Like I don't really have to really articulate my feelings necessarily. One thing I've learned to do and, you know, just my experience with women is is using the words I feel to, mm-hmm. because I feel like they can interpret it better. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I'll say the same thing. Like, it's, I'm still saying, yo, don't curse at me. But now I'm saying, like, instead of saying that, I might say, yo, I, I, I feel disrespected if you curse at me. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like just adding these extra words that that are resonate a little different when you're talking to a woman because they, they put their feelings on, on the highest pedestal. So... And but that's just my way to can speak. Basically, speaking your language, trying to speak her language mm-hmm. by saying with that extra "I feel." But I, as far as like really being, you know, I can't. I can't say that I'm. I'm always emotionally vulnerable in the extent that I'm. I'm. Ex- I'm like pouring my heart out. Like I have my moments here, but um, I think it's more like. And, and this kind of goes back to the point I was making about trust. Like, a lot of men feel like they can't really trust being that vulnerable with a woman because she might use it against them, right? And, you might have a good reason for feeling like that. Like, he probably experienced it a couple times. But, um, it, it, it's like, just, do you know where that came from, though? Like, by them using it against you, do you think that was self talk to them? And that's a whole other situation. That's a whole other conversation. You said, do I think it's what? If it was taught to them to use that against you. I mean, I think, I think, uh, yeah. And, and I think that kind of goes to my point of the culture because I feel like the culture, the key, the culture teaches, that, but that's the thing. Like, honestly, I feel like when it comes to black people, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at social media and what's being taught, Okay, like he the real thing. He ain't perfect, but I know he's fucking heavy. 
And, you know, so then now, now you're on the even playing field. But I think we start off, like, kind of looking at each other a little sideways, even though it's not necessarily explicitly stated or even though it's not necessarily, you know, anything that happened. I think it's just like a side eye we give each other from the beginning. And it's kind of like, you know, like we in prison, like, I don't really trust you. You know, maybe if something jump off, if something jumps off and you help me, like now I have a reason to trust you because you already put yourself forward. But until that, I don't trust you right now. And I think that's that's why we have these this, this difficulty to communicate because we come into it not trusting each other, like period. But and, and, and not can, even can really, I interject real quick? I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I'm listening. Go ahead, Tonya. For one, I think that as a woman, as a real woman, as a good woman, you're not going to disrespect your man like that. So if you're dealing with someone like that, it's because that person is just disrespectful and they don't respect you as a man. Because no woman that you deal with is going to hold your emotions against you. I wish my man would come to me and say, oh, man, I was feeling real vulnerable, but vulnerable today because this and the third happened and I used it against him like you know maybe not at that moment but in a moment later like oh you're a punk because you felt this type of way how does he be vulnerable with you or be intimate with you if he can't be vulnerable because you're going to use it against him I don't feel but, a, a but do you think, do you think do some men do you think some men aren't you might not make it welcoming or make him comfortable to express express those things to you? Like, if I mean, if a man feels that way towards you, that's not somebody you should be with. Not for sure. Mm-hmm. Period, point blank. Like, at all. It's disrespectful. That that person does not respect you. Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. So you saying if, if the agree with it. You're saying if the woman uses your feelings against you, she doesn't respect you. I 100% stand by that. If she uses your she feelings, said, yeah, she, she said, you shouldn't be with her. <laughs> <laughs> she does not respect you. And if a man chooses to stay with her after she has disrespected you, that's on you at that point. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree yeah, with I, that. I, think I was speaking to, like, and the part I thought you were disagreeing with was, um, I feel like we, we come into, like, we're already being conditioned not to trust each other. Is that what you were disagreeing with? No, a question was asked prior to that, which was about women using a man's emotion against him later. And okay. the response you gave was what I was disagreeing with. But well, I don't know, I guess everybody's upbringing with trust is different because I never come into a situation not trusting anybody. Because if I don't trust you, I can't be with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why I was asking. So let, let me ask this to the female then. So before you, trust has to be established, right? So if you're entering into a brand new relationship are you, and you're attempting to establish this trust, what changes for you to establish that trust? And if something happens in the meantime before you establish that trust, a 
it feels like women still use your emotions against you. Or man, we wouldn't use that against a female. We just move forward. By some point, before the trust is established, I guess, because what you're envisioning, or I guess what I'm hearing is that women should be that way, and we're, you're absolutely correct. That's, I agree with you 100%, but the reality is that women aren't that way. That's that's the best course scenario, but it's just, they're just not that way. So for somehow, some reason, and then that's why you're hearing all these experiences to the men, because we've all been there at some point in time in our career, in our, you know, our career called life, in a relationship, that it will be easy. All women want to say, what I feel on it is, you can trust me, give me your emotions. I'm gonna harness that as the female entity. I'm gonna shape it and love it and do this and do that. And finally a man does that, put his guard down, that somehow becomes used against him. And so I guess my question is at what point, you said you always go to scenario trusting a person, but at some point you can't trust them off the bat. That's, that, that's kind of naive. So when does that change for you? I so I can only speak for myself. I can't put everybody in the box, but I don't go into a situation not trusting somebody. Like you gotta you gotta do something because you I mean yeah obviously you gotta you've gotten to know this person, but off the break like I'm not gonna come like we go on our first date. I'm not thinking oh he's lying oh he's lying. Mm -hmm. But until you give me that inkling or that inkling that you're falsifying whatever you are talking about, Mm -hmm. then that's when the trust that's when the trust has to be reestablished. Mm-hmm. So now, 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 no, I don't trust what you're saying because you just told me this, but you're doing this. So how am I supposed to trust you? And it may not be like, oh, I don't trust you. Just for me, like for me and my emotions, I might back off a little bit and I might come at it at a different angle or something like that. But I'm not coming in no situation to where I'm like, oh, well, I'm just not going to trust you off that because of how you look. Like that's judging the book by its cover if you ask me. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to say just one answer that question because um, it, it makes understanding to me because I've had women say the exact opposite where they go, oh, I meet a man, I off the bat, don't trust any man. Well, I don't know what kind and of women you're doing. I mean, I hear that from aunts and cousins. Like, it ain't even just about, that. That that's, I mean, the, the idea that, first of all, I understand why a woman wouldn't trust a man that she just meets, because you're more vulnerable. Like, even if you just, and, and, and look at it in the sense of, of being physically vulnerable. So the idea that you just completely trust this man you just meet, like, I mean, I, I don't really... I don't really know. Oh, I can't speak to you personally. Let's put levels on it. Let's put levels yeah, on like it. Yeah, that's, that's what we're saying. I'm not saying you think I'm going to lie. I'm going to say, like, I trust you. I'm going to give you my whole life. Or I trust you with my that's life. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely not. Like, you can, it takes a real, like, you got to have a real special person to trust with your life. Like, you know? So, no, like, not 100% trust, but do I believe what you're telling me? Yes, I do believe what you're telling me. Until you give me a reason not to. Yes, yeah, so I guess what, what I'm hearing. If you're telling me I'm making, I'm making six figures and I ain't got no baby mama and blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then, 
you turn around and you pull up in a in a little bucket, like you know, then I'm like, hold up a minute. But you can't even 100 percent trust that because millionaires is riding in buckets. Nah, for sure. <laughs> 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 so, my daughter is a to pose a question um, about the trust. So folks were talking about trust and how if you were to get in a relationship with someone you don't trust and I think the issue is trust within our community and in general. Like even if I take it to a adolescent level, if your parent tells you something, most of the times you're going to rebel against it. But someone else might tell you something and you listen. Right? Trust. Like I think how do you establish trust? And I'm a big, I think like if you don't trust the person, you don't really trust yourself. I think we shouldn't put our whole trust, trust them into. Come, trust them from within. Exactly. There so, you go. And so that's exactly what I'm Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think it has to come. We. I think in relationships, people put too much on the other person. And that's the problem. Like if you come into a situation whole already, then you're not looking for someone else to fill you up, right? So I think the issue is is yeah. once you get in a relationship, men or women, and you're you have some things that you're trying to fill in, you're expecting your expectations are probably extremely high on the person on what they should and shouldn't do because that's all I've been hearing is like you should do this, you shouldn't do that, or this is how you should communicate. It's like if you're okay and you stand ten toes in how you believe, the other person wouldn't even affect you. The communication wouldn't even be an issue and the comprehension wouldn't be an issue because you're not looking for validation. You're not looking for something else. You're kind of going into the situation wholesome. And I think that's one of the biggest things is um instead of looking at the other person, we have to like take it and look internally and make sure that we're full and that we are practicing what we preach so that we can become the best to the other person. Like if you're your best self, then you're going to be your best to whomever is around you, you know? So that, that sounds like you're talking about like expectations, right? What expectation? Like what are you expecting from your partner? Right. There you That's go. What well yeah expectations but then when I was talking when I was saying trust is I think that that's a tricky thing right because it's different per person but when I was just listening into the conversation I was hearing folks talk about how could you be with someone if you don't trust them and my whole thing is is that it's not the that's the wrong question to ask it's like why don't you trust yourself to trust the right person to be with right. Like, why is that's to me, I look at it in a different way. Like, I don't trust you. No, I don't trust me 
because I picked you. <laughs> like that should how that should be how that goes because then you're constantly not putting it on somebody else. You're putting it on yourself as to why are you ex- why are you getting this type of behavior? Why are you attracting these type of people? Why is this constantly happening? It's not them, it's you. You know what I mean? We have to take some type of responsibility to better ourselves cuz I don't think we can control anyone. And so when we have these heated arguments, you're not listening to me. Well, let's take that a step further like Someone said it earlier, you're basically saying you're not doing what I want you to do. You know, that's a control line to me. When I hear you're not listening to me, it to me like instant control. Because it's not about you not listening that I like ranch with my pizza. Because that doesn't, it's never applied like that, right? It's always in an action of what you're doing or how you're acting or what you're doing. And so to me, that's a control. That's like a red flag to control, I think, in any way, any, either side. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a real big point because th- based, based on what you just said, it's kind of like you're really projecting your distrust of yourself based on your, your own track record. So if you feel like you the last three people you chose were untrustworthy, you're going to project that the, the, the fourth person is not to be trusted. So now you're kind of like, I mean, based off, I'm trying to interpret what, what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that that that's like that's in line. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I honestly, I'm just say like my experience is the biggest like in the heat of the argument, the, or the heat of the disagreement, it goes to. Um, th- there is an aspect of the person not listening, and. Even though I know when we spoke about saying the term not listen, it was in a different context. But what, what, I, what, I, what I've noticed happens um, is um, you're saying one thing and the person is hearing something different. And it's assumption. Yes, it's like, again, you might start with, you know, when you first, before the conversation even starts, Assumptions are being made on each side because we don't really know what's going on yet. We won't really know until we meet in the middle. Once we meet in the middle, we come into the conversation with assumptions. We have to be self-conscious about saying to ourselves, yo, pause, let me hear what this person has to say. You know what I'm saying? But that, that comes from whether or not you even value what this person is saying in the first place because if that's not even in place it doesn't matter how well you articulate it it doesn't matter how well you speak because the person kind of doesn't really value what you're saying anyway they already believe what they believe so if you come into if you meet in the middle um humbly and with with you know being inquisitive you know, if you have an inquisitive energy and you're really trying to see what's good with the situation, then that's how you get answers. If you come in projecting and you're making assumptions, that's why you have, no, that's not, that's why you hear a lot of, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, that's not what I said. No, that's not what I mean. No, that's not. Because someone is just projecting and creating the position of the other person as opposed to asking the other person their position. Like, you got to really stop and say, 
yo, what what happened here? And you got to actually, you know, if you can respond to what they're saying, but if you're going to kind of disagree, or not disagree, but disregard what they're saying because you want to hold on to your initial beliefs so tightly that you can't just be humble in these few minutes, then that's that's something you got to do it within yourself. And the other person or persons probably won't be able to break through that. And, you know, hopefully they're patient enough to to see something. But, you know, I, I... I've experienced that and it's kind of like yo like I don't know it's it's one thing for you to be upset with me with something I said something I conveyed but don't be upset with me with something you made up <laughs> and I'm trying to exactly. tell you no I didn't have on a white shirt I had on a black one or whatever I'm just trying to simplify the example and you're refusing to hear me help give you this clarification don't ask for the clarification and then refuse when I give it to you, like, exactly. like what are you doing here if you're not even trying to hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's a wonderful point. <laughs> because I've been in that same scenario. I think every man has been in that same scenario multiple times. And I've, um, I've you know, told, told, told women and, uh, you know, ask them, is this the Inquisition? Is this 21 questions? Because the whole point of the question is for you to gain information to move forward to enlighten you to do something that it serves a purpose you should ask me a question the information I'm providing you should serve a purpose to do something that you're trying to engage me on but simply sometimes women ask 21 questions or the inquisition just question after question after question and they don't hear the answer like what I'm actually telling them and you can tell this because when you give them the response they don't retain what you said it goes back to that same thing what we discussed earlier about, you know, you can tell them one way or you can tell them a, a certain thing but they don't hear it and someone else tells them it uh, now they heard it. It's because they don't have any respect for you and they don't deem what you're saying important enough because psychology can tell us that if something is important you will remember it. That's just point period. So you're asking me what you perceive as an important question and then I answer that important question and you don't remember what I'm saying or said to that important question that you asked me that tells me you don't respect me and that burns that burns us up because we're, we're all expected to feel that we are expected to you know to, to, to listen and understand feel that you know one of the places that women tell the guys that we don't understand but yet we i feel we're the most understanding of the of the, of the uh, group of us because we'll recite exactly what you said to us where we ask you you, you can't do that because you're stuck in, as the previous gentleman said, back on your own assumption. So you're so much trying to prove your point and your assumption that you're disregarding and not even listening that my shirt is black. You still believe it's white. Just just believe it's white. For some reason, you just can't stop believing it's white. And so that's where the frustration is. And if I tell you my shirt is black, you take that information and then ask, you know, what color am I black? I'm colored, what color shirt am I wearing? Oh, I don't remember. So you did all of that questioning to not remember? <laughs> it's like getting arrested and a cop is bent on you being the one that did it. Like, it doesn't matter, right. like, what what evidence pops up. They're like, no, this person did it. And I'm going to try to, not, not only did they do it, I'm going to try to use the evidence that got proved that they did it. 
You know what right. I mean? Right. Like, if you're already focused that this person is guilty, you'll make them guilty. It doesn't matter if they're really guilty or not. You, psychologically, we're going to convince ourselves some shit is true. You know what I mean? So you got to ask yourself, right? And maybe, maybe, maybe which your assumption is true, because some cases it is. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I'm, for the sake of the conversation, I'm assuming in those those times when it's not true, how do you really find out? And are you even really trying to find out if it's true, or are you just trying to, again, like my man said, prove yourself right? You know what I'm saying? Because and and that and that, that that takes a lot of. Being wrong, that shit takes a lot of maturity. Like, accepting that you're wrong, like, cause that, we ain't really speak on maturity that much. I, I know one young lady did. Um, like, that, it takes a lot of maturity to be like, damn, like, I was wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that shit hard. That shit hard. Especially when you were revved up for hours. You know what I'm saying? You probably done text your friends. You done called your friend. You was telling them about it. Like now, now it, it's harder to step out of it once you kind of. It's, it's kind of like a, a accountability partner. So like, once you want to work out with somebody, and you tell them, "Hey, I need to work out with you," it's hard to to kind of. It's harder to kind of be like, "No, nah, I don't feel like working out today," because you already told somebody else. Versus if you don't tell nobody. And you just, you can kind of say, you know, I'm not going that day. But I say that to say, once you share it with your friend, you kind of like, it's harder to leave that position because you already shared it with somebody else. Because it's going to be harder to go back and tell your friend, like, yo, I was dead wrong. For some people, some people can do it. Like I said, it's it's all about maturity. So let me... The more people you talk to, the more people you tell it, the more you want to stand in it. Because you done told two people now you done told four people it's gonna be hard for you to remove yourself from that position once you shared it you done posted it online like you got people commenting <laughs> on your little post you know what i'm saying you're not gonna go back and make another post like damn i was wrong i don't i don't remember how many times i've seen a damn i was wrong post i don't know if i've ever seen one mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, we just don't we just don't say nothing and here's the, and here's the, that, that, that's, the that's the worst part. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and here's the kicker to all that we just said. Oh, uh, bro, them stick it on hand and knee and just fucking beg for forgiveness. And, and here's the kicker to all that. Sometimes if you have, oh, go ahead, sir. I was going to say, here's the, the, the kicker to all of that. He was cur- uh, correct. And here's the deeper issue. You spread all that stuff online. And now you have people coming for your cause based on your own assumption. So now you double down and believe you're more correct because all these people support you in your own assumption. They're like, uh uh-uh, uh, girl, don't. Now that you're super don't make the decisions wrong. Not After everyone in your camp cheering for your wrongness, it's very hard to say you're incorrect. So, me, me personally, I, I won't post my relationship online just for Right, I don't believe Yeah. No, because you can, you, it, you can be posting one day, it's all sweet and good, and then another day, people will be like, man, what happened to you and... and that's why I don't do it. And, I, and I've been in a relationship where my my uh, 
where my ex-partner, she wanted me to be on social media and doing all that posting. But that's just me, who I am. I'm not like that. And I'm very, a, I'm, I'm a private person. I don't really do the whole social media thing. So we had a miscommunication and understanding with that. And so, I mean, yeah. So I see where you guys are coming from. I, I just don't do it. Me personally, and everybody's different. I just don't post my, my business online. Mhm. Yeah. What was Tish trying to say? This was trying to say something. We cut her off. I feel like. Well, what I was saying was, is that uh, most of the time, like I don't post my relationship stuff, but I do talk to my friends, and usually they're my voice of reason. Like if I'm like fired up about something, they're usually like, "Nah, you was wrong," and then I gotta be like, "Word." Or I get to be like, no, but, and she's like, nah, like, you wrong. And I got to be like, oh, I, you know, and I might bring it up, I might bring it up and be like, be like, oh, well, I was wrong, but I'll be like, you know, um, so what happened was, you know, I might have, you know, said the wrong thing or whatever, but you know, but behind it usually. But, you know, we still be trying to say we wrong or apologize, and it's be never going for nothing. So then you be feeling like you don't need to, because after we don't apologize, and you're like, you don't never apologize. I just did, and you're still going on and on and on. No. Uh. <laughs> like, like, like we, we, we really hope you have mature friends, because if you don't, like, what you just said speaks to why men are so concerned about a woman's friends. Because her friends have a lot of power in how she... <laughs> because no, if your friends are immature, you know, if they're like, nah, if, if, if they always side with, they don't hold you accountable. And I, I've seen women that got friends like that. Like, they, don't, they friends <laughs> and shit come off all the time, you know. So you also got to have a mind of your own too. Like you want to go for extra, like, you know, reassurance and things like that. But you also have to have a mind of your own as well. Cause they, you might have those immature friends who are like, nah, he effed up, he effed up, you know, or whatever. And then, you know, you're stuck by yourself or something like that because you listen to them. So you got to be able to stand on your own. Like, even though they may say that, you can take what they say, but you got to handle your man the way you need to handle your man. You can't be going off of what, especially if you got some single friends. You know, I'd be listening to them that much because I'd be needing some warm delay next to at night. Like, nah. Nah, for sure. Your friends and your mom too. For sure. Right. Yeah. Or your older aunties, like Kevin will always say, yeah, don't listen to those yeah, older yeah. aunties who are single. <laughs> I'm talking about aunties. You know, and, uh, and even for guys, you know, listening to your, you know, your uncles and even your friends and your peers. I mean, you might see a lot of guys that depending on your maturity level, like she stated, you know, you might see your friends that are out doing their thing. Or you might see your uncles that told you to be a man and be strong and be tough or whatever. And so you don't you don't show those emotions. But at the end of the day, you, all you're doing is hurting yourself. If you're not ex- expressing and exposing who you are. So how are you supposed to communicate and open up to someone else? But you, you expect them to do, the, do that for you. 
Right. So let me ask you guys um, a question that came in. So sometimes we'll have like questions that come in for people who can't um, get on the line or they may be busy or background noise. But the question came, what is the best way to communicate without like in a heated situation? I guess they're trying to say, and I'm just going to assume that they're trying to say when sh- when shit's hitting the fan and y'all are arguing and it's not going nowhere, what is the best way to communicate? Because this particular person is saying leaving is not an option. Like every time they try to leave, it seems to get worse. So I just wanted to pose that question to the group as far as since we're talking about communication and comprehension, how can we actually help each other in situations? They they don't, they don't, they said they don't want to leave. Well, they, I, I'm assuming that when you're in an argument and then you try to leave that they mean, that may not be a good idea. Like the, it says that, I mean, people think you're supposed to leave, but maybe that sometimes isn't a good idea when you're trying to hash the situation out like right now. that answers your question i don't know if anyone else yeah i i, I, I agree like, like does anybody else want to open up and say anything we have 23 people on the line so um yeah, so when it comes... Okay, so that's communication, right? Comprehension. When you're in a situation, like, how do you actually comprehend a message? Because I don't think that... I think a lot of us, and I'll, we say we have comprehension, but we can really understand. But I, I don't know if that's really the case. 
Because it's easy for us to talk right now because we're all relaxed, you know, came to actually talk and actually listen. But if we apply this to real life scenarios, um, like, do you actually comprehend when people were telling you things? Like, do you actually take the time to really listen to it and and not get defensive to make sure that you are, you know, breathing and relaxing and like listening to them? Because for me, there's some points where I could possibly see like, I just can't hear anymore. Like my ears shut down, my eyes shut down. Like I just can't hear anymore. My emotion is too high. I can't hear anything. Huh? (laughs) That's where what is for? (laughs) Right. Yeah, That goes back to comprehension. That goes back to comprehension. I feel like you can put him. Like, what are you doing? I feel like you can put emotions in text messages, but you can't misread what what somebody wrote. You can, because you You tell me that you ain't never been in a situation where you be like, um, could you get me some food? And they'd be like, what? Like, you think they're like, what? But really, they're like, um, what? Like, what you, you know, like, yes, you definitely put emotions in text messages. So you can put emotions in text messages, but you can't misinterpret what they said, because they said what they said. You just, you know, whatever emotion you want to take it as is how you take it. But let me get that text message first so I can think about it. Trying to get out the deal, man. You need to talk face. <laughs> <laughs> People need to talk face. That's the problem. That's where that miscommunication, that miscommunication is. That dialogue 
That's why it's so messed up now because people want to tell. I always you come back up with my uh, arguments like later face to face, but I still need to have that over, especially me getting out what I need to say because I forget everything, especially in the heated conversation. I don't know what I came here for if you know it gets too heated. So I need to so, text what I need to text, and then we will talk about it in person later. Yep. See, that's what I was saying with the comprehension. So, you know, when you said you, you, you need to get out what you need to get out, and then you're cool, right? No, no, no. I did not say I need to get out, and then I'm cool. I said I need to get out what I need to say, because at least I know I said what I need to say, because in a heated conversation, I don't know what I'm about to say. I don't even know why I'm here. But sometimes, but sometimes you can't get it all out, and then it's going to no, they better read what they read, and we're going to talk about it later. Oh. <laughs> you have a question about how I you're saying you're saying that men this is what i'm interpreting people need to be more patient with how we communicate there is no right or wrong way to communicate like if i communicate in text and you communicate in verbal 
as long as the communication is happening, we should be good. You shouldn't exactly. you shouldn't have a rule in your head on how things should be communicated. That's when the next question will be, you're not listening to me the way I want you to communicate to me. Like, you see what I'm saying? So I think it's very important that we we have to really li- like we really have to comprehend even what we're asking of right. the other person. Yes. 